In the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the blessed month of Tuba, and the whole month is speaking to us about Saint John the Baptist and about the baptism and the sacrament of enlightenment. And one of the things that we are enlightened through the teaching of Saint John the Baptist is his talk today about defining for us the meaning of being a faithful steward. St. John understood exactly what are these principles to be a steward. We are all have this in common. We are all stewards and we are all entrusted over various stewardships. When we stand before God in the last day, we will stand with this identity. We will be asked about how did you handle the things that I granted to you. So he understood the principles very well and that's why the passage we heard today is a good lesson for all of us to reflect on it, understand from it what are the principles of stewardships. So we'll talk today about, it's all about him, components of the stewardship and the accountability. First of all, it is all about him. Sometimes we forget that we are created in this life for him, for something related to him and his kingdom. Sometimes we assume that we are the center of the universe. Everything has to work around what I feel, what I want, what I desire, what I wish. Even God himself should be working his part in order to make me happy. And sometimes when we complain, say, I'm not happy. Happiness is not the ultimate goal of why you are here or I am here. This is what not God is after. So we hear St. Paul reminding us, all things were created through him and for him. So we are here for this reason, something related to him. This is understanding of the stewardship. He is the master and we are the servants. When we approach God, we have to remember this at all times. So whenever a servant is approaching his master, Definitely the servant should be mindful of what my master wants. How can I serve you? What do you want me to do and understand and how you want me to conduct myself in order to fulfill your will? Unfortunately, again, it's a common thing that we approach God with the opposite thinking. I am the one who is the master. I am telling him my will. And if he does not work it, I give myself the liberty to be upset at God how he did not do this. And again, this kind of thinking make the relationship and the dynamic of it, it's going in the opposite direction. If you are a steward, it's all about the owner of the stewardship and his will. St. John understood the concept very well. He said, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. He is the friend, he is not the groom. That's why when, when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, Thy will be done, have to understand that is exactly how it should be. Thy will be done. His will is the ultimate goodness. His will is what is the best for everyone, including myself. Sometimes we, we doubt ourselves if we need, if we can talk and say, oh God, thy will be done. I wish I tell him, 
my will please be done. I trust myself and I know what is best for me and for the people around me. We cannot do something like this whenever you are talking with your manager at your work, saying my will, what I want. At the end of the day, you are at your workplace to do what they will ask you to do in order to you f- to fulfill the purpose why they hired you. So again, when we say to him, thy will be done, it is the realization that everything is his. Job, the righteous in the Old Testament, understood this very well when he was tried. In one day, he lost everything. Even thinking about what he went through in this one day make us to feel some kind of sadness. How any human being can bear something like this? What helped him is his understanding of the stewardship. That's why when he heard all of these catastrophes coming on him, he said, the Lord, thy w- the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No one can dare to say something like this unless he has the real understanding of what does it mean to be a steward and I'm not the owner if I am a steward, then I have always to question my master, what is the manual? What exactly the guidelines? How you want to be to manage my stewards, my stewardships? Myself, my family, my work, my resources, everything that is given to me, how can I do this? Only through the manual, and the manual is his word, the Holy Scripture. Understanding it's all about him, it's not about me, then this will allow us to see life through his eyes. We hear St. James telling us this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. We dread pain. And this is something very human. We want to avoid it at all costs. But when, when you see life through his eyes, then he is telling us, if you are going through tribulation, count it as joy. This is an opportunity for you to grow. It's a blessing in disguise. David, the king and the prophet, saw also life through God's eyes. When he fled away from his son Absalom, and he was going through this major tribulation, a man came to cuss at him from the tribe of Benjamin, related to the previous king, Saul. This man kept on insulting David. David could have killed him easily. He is the king and he can do whatever he wishes. But instead of rewarding this insult with an injury, then we see him saying, let him curse. Because the Lord has said to him, curse David. Who then shall say, why have you done so? He understood something that's troubling. Someone is saying bad word to me as God did this. He allowed this to me so I can be humbled in this kind of tribulation. This is what happens again when I always remind myself life is not running based on my convenience, what I wish. It's all about him and what he wants to achieve in my life and through me in other people's lives. The second point or the principle of stewardship is uh, to understand the components of the stewardship. What makes a stewardship? Number one is an entity. The entity is what you are entrusted over. 
The first thing is your own body. The people here who says, it's my body, it is my freedom, it is my will, simply they are declaring they have no clue about being stewards over something they never owned in the first place. Your body is never yours. It is given to you from God to use it in a certain time and he will take it back. And then he will ask you about how did you handle it. My body, my freedom is something says, I don't understand what does it mean to be a steward. Family is also a stewardship. God granted you a wife or a husband, children, and he will ask you about how did you handle them? How did you treat them? Also your job, your money, your church, your friends are all part of these entities that makes the first component of a stewardship. Another component also is the talents. You are granted certain talents, abilities. And the talents are given based on what you can endure, what you can trade with and win and gain. As we hear in the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, to one he give five talents, to another two, and the other one to each according to his own ability. God will give you what is enough. Not what you want, what is enough for you to be able to trade and gain. When we compare each other to, with other people, actually we are at that time again missing the point. You are diff on different capacity, doing different job. You are given talents based on what God sees that you can do. So this kind of jealousy and envy, why I didn't have this, why I was not granted that, again says, I am missing the understanding of what does it mean to be a steward. Another component is my role. What I'm supposed to do. Being a husband, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a father or a mother? Or to be employed in certain capacity, to be a servant? What is what the role says? And also we have limits. What you cannot do. Another component is the time. You are granted a certain time. And this time is not given from the beginning for us to know. A person have time of 10 years, 20 or 100, but this is part of the stewardship. God will come at any point asking and saying, how did you handle what I entrusted to you? The components also of the stewardship, there's common themes among different roles. Certain, like, Principles should guide all of us. One of them, what the Lord said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What need you to do in order for you to be are doing your role to do this? That life of the people around you will be better when you are added. Let me ask all of you this question, can ask to yourselves. You being in this particular family, did you add life, value, quality? Did you make things better for them or something else? This is how you evaluate your stewardship. The easiest thing is to blame others. They are not the ones who do not understand. But the right way is to do this. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Another theme also is I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Another very faithful and wise steward, simple. I should not be living just for myself. 
reflect my own image. It is again in, to allow Christ to live in me and through me and serve others through this kind of life. Joshua, the son of Nun in the Old Testament, has another understanding of what does his role mean. As for me and for my house, we will serve the Lord. This is what we are living to do. We are God's servants, basically. This is the, the bottom line. Or this one, when Christ entrusted to the disciples, and you shall be witnesses to me. I am a witness to Christ wherever I am, in my work, in my school, in my house, wherever I go. These are common themes, part of the component of understanding what a stewardship is. And there is also expectations. God is expecting us to be faithful and to be wise. As St. Paul says to the Corinthians, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. God is expecting us to be faithful to the calling. You are giving certain things, handle them with the best care. This is what he is expecting. To be wise, meaning to be able to gain with it, with your talents, and to bear fruits. The last thing is the accountability. The third principle. You are accountable to the owner of the stewardship. Life is a test. Something we need to remind ourselves with. And one day we are going to stand before God and give an account. Life is also a preparation for a more glorious rule. As we hear in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the Lord is speaking to the one who gave back him the talents with gain, saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your land. Entrusted over small, you gained. Now you will be rewarded to be over much, much more in heaven. It's a preparation. Life is a preparation. Life is a test. God wants us to succeed in our mission. He is not a neutral teacher. Give you a test and it is, it is not his business. If you pass or you fail, it doesn't make a difference for him. No. Our judge wants us to succeed. That's why everything happening to us and allowed by him is a factor in the story of your success. If you take it again as him, if you start questioning his love, why he allow this? God does not love me. God is not fair. All of this will hinder you from using whatever is happening around you to be successful. In order for us to be accountable, to be successful, we have to do this kind of frequent evaluation and assessment of what's happening. How are my stewards going? Stewardship going? Am I using them in the right way? Am I making people happier? Am I helping them? Am I pushing them forward? All of these kind of evaluations are needed in order for us to be able to make corrections whenever needed. After the time comes to an end, there is no time to do any kind of correction. We will just receive a reward at that time. Another thing also to remember, we should flee the temptation of stealing the stewardship or use it for our own benefits. Your children are not yours as like you own them. You cannot just dictate their lives indefinitely just because they are your children. They are granted to you to help them. At a certain moment, 
parents should understand the rules will come to just being there to advise and pray for their children. That's it. You never owned your children. You never owned your body. You never owned anything from your resources. Flee the temptation of stealing the stewardship. Satan is always trying to get us to think this way. It is yours. Even if when we serve in the church, it is your role, it is your position. And then this kind of competition with other people, as if like I own the church, or I own this kind of capacity that I am serving in. St. John the Baptist was one of those very faithful and wise stewards. And through his life and his sayings, we learn the principles of stewardship. It's all about God, not about us. There are components of the stewardship we have to be mindful with, and we should always be ready to give an account and be asked about how we handle our stewardship. May the Lord to make us all to be faithful and wise stewards. To him is the glory forever and ever. Amen.